Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The sun hangs heavy over the Valley of the Setting Sun. The Valley of the Setting Sun is a Scion 2nd edition game set in Phoenix, Arizona, and starring Craig as Sir Nicholas, Slavek as Jesse, and Mitch as Gary. Join our heroes as they adjust to their new powers and navigate the tangled roots of the Scion community. Will our heroes be able to achieve their destinies, or will their bones be left to dry under the desert sun? You can reach out to us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM, or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night, where you can find a link to our Discord. So where we last left off, our heroes had just delved into the uh, tunnel system beneath Phoenix and recovered a minotaur from the clutches of the DSI booth. And so now they have reconvened back at Nick's castle, where where Jesse has been uh, acquiring even more recruits for his up-and-coming fight club. And Nick has invited Mel to come over and do some magic to see if you can help out the Minotaur find his family. All right. So, Jesse, you you're like you know you're you just finished up your conversation with uh, Sora Arcade. You, you know the sun. It's about like early afternoon right now. It's about like three ish in the three ish three three p.m. ish. So you get a call on your phone. Uh, yeah, Jesse here. So let me get this straight. You were going to tell me that Loki was in town, right? And you hear this is the voice of Theophania Jones. Oh, hey, Tiffany. Uh, why should we tell you? Because, you know, here's the thing. In the Scion community, it's generally considered good manners to let people know if certain characters are in the, pre- or in the vicinity. Now, say a Japanese person, Jap- the the, uh, the kami would be polite to say, oh, wait, there's an only in the area. People tend to want to know if there's a shape-shifting, man-eating demon out there. Or, you know, if, say, a Nazi walks in, it would be polite of uh, someone to let other people know. Loki, who has a history of, you know, poking things with a stick that shouldn't be poked and... Well, just look what he did to the valley that he, he got the whole Acer banned from the valley, like for stuff he did 40 years ago. You think, you know, you'd want to let people know about it. What did he do 40 years ago? Wait, you know, I thought, I thought aren't you like Acer or something? Well, uh, we're all, well, I'm kind of new to this thing. And, you know, I've talked to my mom like once. Wait, who's your mom? Uh, Well, she's, she's Scotty, so. Scotty's, and they do like some... Oh, that one. Okay, that makes sense. When they talk to you about him, uh, well, you know how I'm pretty sure people mentioned to you that the Acer are really allowed in the valley, right? Yeah. Well, that's because of Loki. You can probably guess, and here's why. So, I you know I wasn't alive for this, but I've heard there's some story uh, that uh, I think it was in the. Well, was it in the 70s or something? I don't remember when exactly. It was a while ago. So Loki decided he wanted to have a place for his daughter, Hela. He wanted to open some kind of a, a portal to her realm so he, she could, he could visit her or something. Instead of doing that, what he did was open up a, uh, a gateway to Jotunheim, the Frost Giant. Now, I'm sorry, but 
no offense to your mother or anything, but most frost giants aren't the most aren't the best company. And when they find themselves in a desert area, they decide that the heat has to go. And the contest between frost giant and heat, heat loses. So for a while there, the whole city kind of went with many icy. And I don't know if you noticed the buildings. They're not really good for keeping out the cold. So there was a huge debacle about that. I know, I kind of like the cold. Might have improved the place, honestly. Well, I can't blame you for that, but I don't know. I don't, I've seen some pictures. I don't think having snow piles about like 10 feet high are that great for the wet or for the houses, especially since all the roofs here are flat, essentially. I'm sure they'd adapt eventually. Anyway, besides the point. So, okay, Loki did some bad shit. Didn't know about that. I guess I'll keep an eye out, but I mean, he can shapeshift anyway, so what would be the point of telling anyone? Well, here's the thing. The portal, they closed it, but the it's it's like sewing up a sewing up a, a torn shirt. You can fix the hole, but the stitches are still there. And you mentioned that he had that Loki happened to have something called the father of nine. Something very good for cutting things. So, in my opinion, I don't think I want Loki to have that knife, or whatever, whatever it is. Right, right. Yeah, good point. Okay, anything else? You, don't, well, you didn't find, I don't, I don't know, vampires in the, in the street last day, or... Um, well, he met some trolls. You didn't, you didn't get... Okay, trolls, that's no problem. I thought you were going to say that you found, uh, like, the head of Gormagondor or something down there. Gormagondor. I wish... Please don't bring uh, it. Bring the, please don't bring your giant snake here, please. Snakes are awesome. Right, Gormungandr? Yes. He's right here with me. <laughs> he says he misses you. And that we should go out with, to coffee or beer. Beer is better. At that point, she just hangs up. <laughs> Jesse laughs to himself. And then, uh, well, Nicholas should probably know about this. So let's go find him. All right. So, Sir Nick, you're doing your stuff when Jesse comes up to you. Hey, Nick, you got a minute? Um, Sir Nicholas is, uh, yeah, and he looks down where Mel's still kind of doing stuff on the floor with various witchy implements and, like, a big glob of minotaur hair. And uh, Looks like you're absolutely useless here. Come on. All right. So, I got a call from Tiffany. And apparently not telling people that Loki's around is considered bad manners, which honestly just, I thought everybody I don't know why she, she'd expect me to tell her or whatever. And second thing. So right. 40 years ago, Loki apparently opened like a portal to Jotunheim in the Valley. A bunch of frost giants popped out, turned everything frozen solid. And then the gods kind of, just put them away and seal the portal. But now that Loki has his father of knives thing, she's thinking that he might want to reopen the portal. Why? I don't know. Maybe he just really likes, I don't know, freezing stuff. I mean, it would save on air conditioning in the area, but are we sure that's what this father of knives is going to be able to do? It's just one possibility. Or maybe he might open another portal that was opened and is now closed that we don't know about which just makes this even more complicated. 
I mean, Jesse, you're all right in my book, but perhaps maybe frost giants showing up during the Thunderbird migration will, you know, cause quite a stir. I hear they're not the type of thing you want to piss off. Actually, yeah. If you want to go into more of that, you can give me an occult slash intellectual, I think. Both of us? Yes. All right. I, I got the one die then. <laughs> I got two. You can always um, ask Gormengonder stuff. Yeah. It's true. Let's, let's, let's try this roll. Yeah, let's let's roll first and let's see if he has anything to interject with. It's the new World of Darkness roll, right? Uh, too bad I wasn't using culture. Ah, yes, I failed. Let's see. Yeah. I, uh, is that a, like a botch or something? A one on one die, I think. Yeah. That's a botch. So, so I know something. <laughs> yeah. So I know something and it's wrong. <laughs> so yeah, so basically you, you you're thinking like, okay, yeah, if the uh, frost giants we don't if they come out when the during the Thunderbird migration, they'll start riding the Thunderbirds at his mounts. They'll they combine. Yeah. yeah, Jesse, um I mean ice giants are terrifying already, but uh imagine them on these actually I don't want you to imagine them running sweet birds because I don't want you to get any ideas. Did you know I could walk on clouds? Uh, no. Did you know I could walk on water? I can do that too, but it freezes, so technically I can't. <laughs> so we spend a few minutes like put, throwing together crackpot theories before we finally decide to ask the snake what it is. And you know, Mel is still in the place, you know. For Mel, she has more occult knowledge than like the two of us combined times. 30. Uh, I mean, if this was um, culture rock music, I would have I would have known everything about it. But yeah, but I'm afraid you know Frost Giant's a bit outside your wheelhouse. You know, so you know a lot of stuff, just not that stuff. Jesse just straight up doesn't know stuff. <laughs> so yeah, uh, are you going to uh, ask Gormangander and Mel, or you just? I assume Gormangander will interject by himself right, as yeah. soon as we start going to the more insane theories. <laughs> Give me, give me something crazy. Just, I want to hear your crazy thoughts. Uh, it's okay. So Loki, he's going to use the father of knives to open a portal into another dimension where the gods have to hide from humanity. And then he's going to steal the Jesse from there. And he's going to try to make him fight me. And we're going to fight over who the best Jesse is. But don't you want that anyways? I mean, yeah. But also, that would mean one less Jesse in the multiverse. Sir, I mean, what a, boss, r- stop. Just stop. You see, like, Gorman Gander just sort of, like, wanna... just sort of, like, sort of trying to, like, you know, not, not re- nibble, just sort of, like, you know, but half bite your ear, making sure actually not to, you know, tear it off. Boss, Frost Giants, they, they're not stupid all the time like that. If Loki did bring them here... They would remember the last time they did this and how violently the other pantheons reacted. The if the if the frost giants came through, they might be doing might if they truly are doing this, they might have bought Loki something, trying to win Loki's lonely for something, trade for something. But what I don't know, we don't even that. And again, that is if Loki wants to reopen the old portal. Is Gorman Gunder saying this out loud for both of us, or just in Jesse's ear? I think, yeah. He also he's 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 got he's saying this out loud. He he he's gone from like God or Snake size to more like Python size now. He's you can hear him better. But maybe it's just 
Loki's plan to lure as many pantheons here as possible with this threat. And we already know he or she or whatever has access to those drugs. Maybe he's trying to start something bigger or she. I don't know. I'm, I'm bad with these pronouns. Do not worry. Just pick one and be consistent with Loki. It truly does not matter. So in my experiences and the teachings of my elders, Loki is one to cause mischief. Actual malice is rare most of the time. So simply one must question what would be the most mischief to, to be caused. And a knife, if this knife has whatever this knife is, it is something that can cut. And if it is truly as old and as powerful as the wars around that briefcase warrant, then there are lots of things that can be cut that would be annoying or cause mischief, especially if there are egos to be poked and prodded with at part at this at this gathering on the migration day. And Nick's saying probably a, bit, a little bit louder than he needs to say, but if, if 40 years ago he's just cutting holes in reality so he can get through... I mean, what's to stop him, her, to up from doing it again? And I mean, maybe if maybe Loki just plans to make a bunch of entrances, like at the mall, and just like let everything into the area. That'd be pretty chaotic. And then you hear from a voice from like the hall, from like a doorway, Loki's gonna do what? And you see, turn and see Mel standing in like the doorway. Uh, and he's Nick gonna turns do. Around. Uh, we don't really know what he's really gonna do. It's Loki. We rewind, rewind a bit. So Loki is here and ripping Might be here. hole, cutting holes in reality. Not yet. Well, I mean, I guess the Astorian thing already counts as ripping holes. So yeah, essentially, it's a working theory. And that you would see, like her face just sort of like goes for like several different emotions, and she and she, she you know like, opens her mouth, shuts her mouth, opens shuts without saying a word. And then she just, okay, okay, I'm going to sit down. I am not going to panic. I'm going, and then she, you see, like, she puts on some headphones in. She just sits down on the couch and just closes her eyes and just listens to the music. Oh, that went well, says Nick sarcastically. <laughs> I mean, what can we do? All right. So, yeah, you you three, like, so you, you uh, guys sort of, like, you know, ponder and go over, like, different ideas for what, Loki's plan might be. At one point, you look to find Gary to find his input, but then you find a little note in like the kitchen saying, "Gone off to buy, gone off to do errands for party. Do not, do not interrupt. Vital work." How much loop does that guy need? I don't really know. I don't think anyone knows. All right, so it's you know it's later in the evening. You've all sort of you know you know had dinner, and then the sun's gone down by this point. Then you hear a knock on the uh, castle door. Uh, Sir Kinrain, could you get that? Yes, sire. You know, you, a little bit. Of, you hear some talking, and just, you, you come back and says, "It seems there is a young woman here uh, requesting your aid, Sir Nick." Sir Nick is surprised, um, but trying to tries not to show it um, as he gets up. Probably eating some like really basic spaghetti. <laughs> Like the, I don't know, because Nick's not very good at cooking things and he just assumes that everyone eats terrible food all the time. Cause, so he uh, he gets up and um, goes to the door. All right, so yeah, you go to the door and you see it looks like a 
college-aged girl. She's got like red hair, a couple of freckles. And she she looks nervous, okay. Even though like she she looks she like looks behind her a bit, like down the hill towards like what the uh, street and stuff. And then when she sees you, she like perks up a bit. She's like, "Oh hey, yeah." So you're you you're like the knight of the area, right? You you uh, this is your castle, right? Uh, yes. Is there something I can help you with? Yes. Uh, well, uh, do, you, do you mind if I come in? I I, I it's kind of delicate i guess and i'd prefer if we talk inside where she looks around again where things can over here um maybe hold on a second and sir nick who is still um a bit paranoid grabs uh oh, man. I, I can't remember which night it was but um the one who was doing all the fairy screening from recently i think that was Mavis put- last time i could be wrong Anyways, uh, he grabs the knight and kind of puts her through the the routine of uh, scanning to make sure she's like not a fae or something. Trying yeah, to she's, she's like asked like hold the thing of a cold iron, and if she holds yeah. it, fine, no problem. No, no sizzling flesh. And like anti Loki measures, if we know any. Yeah, you find that for, for anti Loki stuff, that's a bit harder, just because especially if it's someone you had never met. Yeah. So yeah, so she 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 passes the anti fairy test and she passes what what limited anti Loki things you have. Okay, so which mostly just um, consists of are you Loki? No. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. So um, Nick kind of calls back uh, to Jesse to kind of uh, like hide Asterios just in case. I'm in probably in the futon room. All right, and then 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 eventually lets her in. Sorry, just had to clean up a mess. It's fine. And then she like, she walks in. She like uh, sits down on one of the ratty couches you have lying around. So uh, I, I saw you uh, at the Medusa. I worked there. I was uh, one of the servers. I'm not a Lamia, oh. by the way. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to actually get. There's not that many Lamias in the area. I know that a couple of the girls who work there actually are. But the rest of us, we... It's just a little bit of magic thing with Bob, like a belt we wear. It takes some getting used to, but yeah. So I saw you talking with some of the fairy at the club, right? You that was you? Uh I think so. I I think there's there might be some Loki involvement with that. I'm, we're not sure yet. But I Loki, think so, uh, I... he's 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 the, the tricky guy, right? From Norse stuff. Maybe it's hard to tell sometimes, and then like certain it kind of like uh, leads her out of earshot of Mel if he's if he's able to. Yeah, okay, yeah. So that's anyways. That's the point. Um. So listen, I need your help. You see, my friend James. He he's he's kind of got entangled with some of the fae folk, the fairies, and it's not good for him. I, I'm worried about him. I think he maybe got like, got like someone to deal with. He's been he he, he he looks like he's dying. Honestly, when like uh, you know when the school year started, you know when earlier I, he first got here, he looked fine. He was doing great, but now he, he, doesn't, he doesn't. I don't think he sleeps anymore. He, he barely shows up to class, and if he does, he falls asleep during it. Is yeah. he complaining of bad dreams? Because we had a rash of those recently. Bad dreams. Uh, no, I don't think so. That's because I don't think he sleeps that much anymore. 
it's just like every night, no matter what the night is, that woman thing just drags him along to do stuff, no matter what. So he has a very needy girlfriend? I, that's what I thought at first. Uh, but then I, at first he was, he was kind of secretive about it. He didn't really show us, like, to show her off to the group and stuff. So I got looked deeper into it. And then I remember it was, I think it was last weekend. Not the, the one last before, one for last. Uh, I saw they came in and, and this girl, she, she, I swear she runs, I don't know what she's doing to him. I just know he came in, he had bruises all over his, a couple of bruises. He looked like, like she, she's, she, he didn't look good. He looked like the life was being sucked out of him. So I, I tried to talk to him about this. He tried to get him out of it, but th- he just said that he can't get away from her, that he's bound to her. So I th- was thinking that since, you know, you got she just this dull whole place, you might be able to break him out of it or something, whatever it is you do. Is he trapped somewhere or is this more of like a metaphorical bond? I don't know. He might he might have some kind of thing on it. I maybe maybe like some the magic tattoo thing that t- binds them to her. But I just know that it's not healthy. Whatever that's going on with it, between them. Wait is is it a thing to get like magic tattoos that like if you get like uh, like your fiance's name tattooed on you? Is that, uh, do you, is that give like me a, a thing culture intellectual? See, you do gotta use culture. It's useful. Okay, so with four successes, you. You 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 know, you you just you know this. It's like um, so, especially in the last like couple of decades, the tattooing thing has become much more prevalent. It used to be like maybe like from historical stuff, like they used to do that for like binding metrical contracts and stuff. But and you always hear but a couple of horror stories about how people will get like a person's name, sort of like like a contract tattooed on them, and then. You know, it's hard to like get out, like in a divorce with that sort of tiny stuff. So it's like a bit of a almost like tech, almost like getting body piercing. It's sort of like a extreme way of showing a devotion to someone. And of course, so, sometimes, especially in, especially among young people, it, it's something that can be done without thinking it through. So does this James actually have like a tattoo of this girl on him? I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't seen him with his shirt off, so he could be there, but... Where's Gary know. when you need him? Right. Gary would totally know everything about this. But he always disappears on us. That uh, Gary. He's a wild card. Not like me. I'm dependable. Yeah, speaking of dependable, um, didn't you get fired from that tattoo place by them all? Well, yeah, but people working there were assholes. The other people working there. Well, okay, all the people, including me. I mean... If this is actually a thing that James is actually has on him, allegedly, it might be worth checking up there. All right, and then you you see the girl says, "Yes, thank you." Uh, oh, but uh, my name's Lisa. Just putting it out there. It took me a bit to find out, but I know where he 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 and she like to go out on nights. It's this place. Uh, it's sort of. You have to know someone to get in, usually. But I think someone of your stature, is that the word? Can get in. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, what is this place? I don't know how you pronounce it. It's in whatever the language it's supposed to be in. Everyone who heard it, it's just called The Pit. The Pit? Jesse, have you ever heard of this place? No. Can I roll something for this? Sure. Give me an intellect 
And I'll accept either culture or subterfuge for this. Whichever is higher. Subterfuge. Otherwise, I'd be rolling one die. (laughs) It's kind of cheating this way, but yeah, I'll I'll accept subterfuge. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jesse does hang out in like rougher places, but like he doesn't have any points in culture. So I guess, I don't know. I think it sort of makes sense. I got one success anyway. All right. So with one success, you definitely know it's. It's like a seedier club for the more supernatural community. Like there's places where like the Medusa, where say, well, sometimes you just might see a, a, a creature or something right alongside people. But a place like the pit is much more dedicated to the supernatural communities. Yeah, so I heard about it. It's like a dedicated supernatural club or something. Gary probably know it and have the people in it. Hmm. Uh... Is this is this the type of place we can just like look up on the internet and find about find out its location, or does um, Lisa know? Yeah, Lisa. She turns to you and says, "I don't really think it shows up on most internet searches. Yeah, I think you have to know a spell or something." But yeah, she p- writes out the, the, the directions for you. And instead, it says, "You know, go to this street." But then it says, "You know, knock on the door three times to have like drop do a drop of blood here." You know, mo- mo- a bit more magical direction. Hmm. So a bit more than knock three times on the ceiling if you want me. All right. Okay, I guess we have some time. I mean, things are busy, but I... And then he kind of looks back um, at, like, Mel with headphones on, like, slurping down noodles. I guess we can help. Look into it, at least. Just just, just thank you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Sir, Nick. Is is it Sir Nick? Or how do do I address you? Uh, Nick is fine, I guess. He says, like, okay. not knowing it, not really knowing it, being used to it himself. Okay, thank you. It's just, I'm just worried about my friend, okay? I just worry about James. Thank you for this. Then she turns and you know, starts, she heads out of the uh, castle. I guess, uh, I guess our evening's gonna be a bit longer than we thought, Jesse. Guess so. Anyway, I could use a distraction. Maybe I can find some real good fighters there. I mean, maybe it's like a mosh pit or a gladiatorial pit or something. Yeah, I wish. Uh, Nick shrugs and uh, goes back to the probably kitchen counter where they are all like eating spaghetti earlier. And tells um, Asterios so he can come out now. You see like the the uh, like the six foot tall minotaur just comes out hanging his head sheepishly. Thank you for letting me back out. I don't like spending too much time in a room like that. Yeah, no, I think until we know what's going on, the less people that know you're here, the better. I mean... Okay. And then I turn and, like, like face Mel and try to get her attention because um, she probably still has earphones on. Right, she, like, she she looks at... She, she sees her on when she looks at it. Yeah? Um, sorry, but um, Jesse and I have to do... Go take care of some, like, science stuff. I'm awfully sorry I couldn't finish dinner or whatever with you but uh if you need to keep working please uh feel free um he i mean you're not being kept here by any means but uh no no no, no. It's, it's, it's fine it's fine good, good place too very good magic very good magic ley lines uh yeah oh so uh, I, I don't mind spending the night here if need to uh okay um well we'll be going pretty quick i'll just if if you, uh, yeah, if you need to borrow a sweatshirt or something, there's the laundries that way. Thanks. So, then, like, like turns before she gets regularly, like, like what you did for my for my neighborhood. Do you 
go out and just help people like that? But they usually come to us. It's been happening more and more often lately. We Sounds once good. had just babysit cows. Cows? Like actual, like actual cattle at a ranch for this, like, some scion person. And then you see a stereo sort of perk up. Were they, were they man-eating cows? I hadn't heard about those. No, they're just, like, regular cows. They weren't maze makers like you. They were, like, like, and Sir Dick is kind of, like, uh, fumbling for the right words to kind of, like, you mean the uh, the low cousins? If that's what they're called, um, my I remember once my parents mentioned that they that the low cousins were common food item for the humans, and that it was us who were elevated somewhat. I guess we we still we ate people too. I guess the founder that he sees sort of just trails off mumbling, not really sure what he's trying to say. I. I think I kind of empathize with him actually because like Sir Nick loves a good cheeseburger, but he he's also not sure exactly how delicate the, the situation this is for him. Uh, it was mostly just you know protecting them from like chupacabras and stuff. You, you thought chupacabras? Yeah, with like a you see you see Mel, she's starting to get interested in this story. Like you say that you just say any of its teeth or fangs or some of its hide. Those things are amazing for blood work of any kind. I mean, I th- Jesse still had part of one, or maybe it was Hassan that took one. I thought I don't know. I I hit one with a rifle, but like not with the shooting of it. It was I don't I really know how to use guns. I just kind of bashed him. That explains the sword. But anyway, so do we? So how many have you killed? We know that. I don't really care. About how, did you save any of this? Did you save any part of it? Uh... I'm trying to think back. Um, I think someone saved a bit of it somewhere, but I remember. So you just left a valuable monster lying around with its parts that you could salvage for all kinds of stuff. I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, the scion whose lands we were on might have just taken some of it, but I don't know. We're kind of new with this. Okay, that makes sense. So how about this? Next time you kill a chupacabra, can I get its teeth? Uh, sure. Great. If we see one. Great. I mean, I th- I'm i pretty sure we left a few carcasses down by the drainage ditches. I mean, I wouldn't uh, recommend uh, checking them out, but... Yeah, I suppose the, I suppose the city sanitation already got them and swept them up. Yeah, I guess I can give you a call the next time we kill something and... You would do that? If you... Thanks! Man, oh. I'm going to get so many good stuff. Yeah. You... He just starts like muttering to himself about like all different like different stuff she could do with the parts. And Nick's thinking to himself like, well, if she's uh like if she's like geeking out over like basically animal parts that basically Scion World sanitation would deal with, then uh, she must have really liked that rope thingy that he gave her. Yep. Yeah, you definitely tell she is bit of she is like very geeky about this. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I do. So what are you guys taking? Are you guys like doing any pre- any any preparations before you head out for the pit? Um, should we pregame or something? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking the same thing. Out of character. <laughs> yeah, I assume Jesse and Nick just have a beer or two or three before that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it, it is a social gathering place, so I don't know. Nick will probably bring like. His very deadly sword. Maybe arrange a to have uh, one of the knights drive him out and back, and just you know keep watch in case we need some backup. All right. 
So yeah, yeah. You, I will. I'll you, you. You get all your stuff arranged and stuff. So you uh, you head out. You 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 get up into a car. You and you set off. The town. The it, it takes you to like it's again like it's, it's downtown ish, but you see it's a bit more to the west side of Phoenix, which is generally seen as a bit more of a uh, more crime ridden, a bit lower class. And then you, you you get out of the car. You head you head like towards like an alleyway. And then you know, you have to. You know, knock on a thing three times, like do drop of blood from each of you on like a stone here or there. Then you see like the the wall, like the like a building opens up and stairs leading down. Is it, how well lit is it? You see like some lights strung up there, like like almost like a like a like a cave, like you know, lights on a string, and you hear like music distantly and coming from the bottom of the stairs. But there's like no one checking IDs or anything. No, no, there's no one at the immediate immediate entrance to the stairs. No, I guess we're at the right place. Mm, maybe there's like a special knock. I think we did the knock already. All right. So, do you guys go down the stairs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I guess so, so yeah, you head down the stairs, and you see like the 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 steps themselves look like they're made out of concrete, but the walls they look first at the top. They they look like they're made out of like. You know, stone or something. But then they, they almost start to get more like concrete-ish. It's like a weird industrial, like a weird industrial vibe to it. As you get closer, you hear like heavy, you know, heavy metal music going on. You hear just like heavy guitars thrashing around. You hear like guys you're doing the metal scream. I don't know. I don't know. It's better to say that. And then you get. Do I, do I recognize the music? I'd say give me a, that could be a cultural. It's an intellect and, a, and culture. Well, uh, apparently it's not my style. <laughs> Zero successes. Okay, so I think, Jesse, did you get one, one success? Oh, I, I didn't know that I could roll, but honestly, I don't think Jesse would. Yeah, really yeah. Know you don't know this at one. All. It's, it, it's, 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 it sounds harder than the stuff you usually listen to. That's pretty much all you know about it. It's, it's something you don't really listen to. And so you, you get down the stairs, and then you, it's, you, you turn to the left, and there you see a guy. He looks. He looks human, but he's got like a couple of like too many eyes, honestly. Not just like on his head. He's got like some on his arms, on his legs, you know, and, and somewhere is and somewhat yeah, it's got a lot of eyes everywhere. So he just he's just like sort of standing there with all of his eyes looking at you guys, standing by a door. And you hear like the music com- music more clearly coming from the other side of it. A little muffled by the door that was a big wooden thing. Hello. That just stares at you. Can we go in? Stairs. All right, I'm going in. And guy just like the guy just tries to puts one hand out towards you, Jesse. Uh, certain Nicholas gives going. him a low five. <laughs> All right, so yeah, he puts his hand on your shoulder, Jesse, and just holds you there for a, for a second. Uh, I sort of start casually freezing the air. All right, yeah. So you imbue your legend, and you definitely feel like it's almost like uh, the air around you starts to. You see like a little bit of frost and a mist coming off you. So then the guy he feels it and he just nods towards you. Let's let's go over your shoulder. Then just just for you to go on in. So yeah, you open up the door and he just let Jesse in. Yeah, he he just is for Jesse. He he just he does the same thing. Puts puts the hand on your shoulder. Can I please go in? You, see, you feel I the don't... grip tighten a bit on your shoulder there. Uh, hey now, you don't really want to be doing that. Don't make me call you out. And I guess I imbue a little bit of my fear passion as I'm like like rubbing the pummel of my sword with my thumb. Alright, so yeah, you, you also like to so you, you put a little like uh the uh the divinity into your words and you know, he 
you see like his, you see the, several of the eyes sort of blink or you know, some several of the eyes wind a bit. Then they just sort of like narrow at you. Then you see like the, the hand comes off and he nods at you. Um, while he has his hand on me, <laughs> can I do the lover's intuition uh, and ask uh, who is this character close to? All right. I think, do you have to roll for that or do you just get that? I just, I think I just asked a question. But... Okay. So who is, who is he close to? Uh, you're going to have to make me think about this. In your head, you see like this, the image of like this. He looks Polynesian, like a big, you know, brown-skinned man. Got several tattoos on his back and stuff. And it was on his arms and legs. Do they ha- seem to have like a family resemblance? Not really. As uh, he pulls his hand off, uh, hey, tell your friend uh, we say hi. The one with all the tattoos. You see the eyes just, you see like several of the eyes on the guy's arm just sort of narrow at you. Then they just sort of, again, they just, he just nods for you to go inside. Well, once we're out of earshot, uh, I'll, I'll say, oh, that was weird. All right. So once you get past the door, like the first thing that hits you is the sound of it. You, you, you see like there's like a, you, there's you know, heavy metal music being played and you, you can't really make out the language. But Jesse, it's sort of a, where my, it sort of strikes out this weird chord in you. And so you can't, you can't make out what language they're singing. It. You just know it's something that sort of gets your uh, blood move pumping. Hell yeah, I should hire these for my fight club. <laughs> I should see that coming. So yeah, the next thing that hits you is the smell. It smells of you know smoke, alcohol, bits of blood here and there, and just dirt, just something dirty under all of that. And so you see like, well, you see like more lights strung up on strings, a couple of like like cave like mining lamps hung up on hooks around the place. You see like that there's like a band you know, rocking out on the on like a stage over one corner. Tons of, tons of people like you know piercings, tattoos, and just various like monster-ish looking things around the place. You see a couple. You see a couple. You see a couple of lamia. You see a couple of. You, they look. Not you see a couple like people like dark blue skin like what uh, the uh, old man at the uh, complex used to have. You see, you see all kinds of things out there, and you and a couple and in one corner you do see you see uh, like a young man who matches the description that Lisa gave you, or James. And sitting next to him is like this like white blonde haired woman who she reminds you instantly of Leah from the other night. I'll point her out to um, Jesse and say. Ah, uh, Cray, we have some trouble. Well, well, well. Sir Nick getting caught in a love triangle. Faith and belief in a greater power, or even a pantheon, is a theme in many of our games. Sometimes faith has a darker side. If you like this aspect of gaming, consider checking out our more fiendish story arcs. Inferno, Temptation, War is on Fire, and Demon, The Fallen Fragments.